Good evening. Hello, everybody out there who's getting ready for bed. Oh, I'm so tired, but I gotta read this story because we're starting a brand new book. And how exciting is that, Thompson? It's so exciting. Well, maybe only your dog heard that, but Thompson's very excited. And the mo- the book we're going to read now is called, and this is a personal favorite. Oh, my gosh, this influenced my life so much. Uh, in my love of the outdoors and wanting to have skills and just awareness of, of where my country came from. And it's a book called The Oregon Trail by Francis Parkman. Who is who is Francis Parkman? Why funny you should say, you should ask about the author. As a boy in Boston, Francis Parkman preferred roaming the woods and reading about Indians to reading his school books. A classmate said he had engines on the brain. His fascination with Indians, especially those who had not been changed by contact with the white man, would lead him on a 2000-mile, 6-month journey into the wilderness of the American West. The result was The Oregon Trail, and a series of other books recounting the struggle between France and England for North America. In 1846, the 23-year-old Parkman, fresh out of Harvard College, began what he called his, quote, tour of curiosity and amusement to the Rocky Mountains. His health, poor before he even began his journey, was further weakened by the hardships of travel. Therefore, after his return, he had to dictate the story of his travels to his cousin and friend, Quincy Shaw, who had accompanied him on the journey. The Oregon Trail first appeared as a series of magazine articles in 1847 and as a book in 1849. It is now a classic of life in the early West before the gold rush of 1849. Despite his weakening eyesight and crippling arthritis, which at times were so bad that he could write no more than six lines a day... Parkman went on to research and write the eight volumes of his great history of the English and French in the New World before he died in 1893. Some of the people you will meet in this book are Francis Parkman, a young man who travels west to study Indian life, Quincy Shaw, Parkman's cousin who accompanies him on his journey, Delaurier, a teamster who tends the horses and mules on the trip, Henry Chatillon, Chatillon, or Chatillon, a brave hunter and guide. Kearsley, a wagon train captain. Captain C, Jack, and Mr. R, three Englishmen who traveled across America on a hunting expedition. Old Smoke, Red Water, the Whirlwind, and Big Crow, who are Sioux Indian chiefs. Raymond, a Canadian hunter. And Raynal and McCluskey, who are traders. Hey, wait, I want to see. I wanna so, see uh, Thompson, uh, first, a few things. I, I yes, here's a. There's a map that we can't see on the radio, but a few words. Uh, one, f- I, I, one, people back in the day that, that this book was written, um, people used to say Indians and engines and all that stuff, and that's not really correct. In fact, it's it's just a, a really stupid thing to say, frankly, because this isn't India. And that's how they got the name. Columbus decided that he was in India, so he called the First Nations people who were living here already Indians, uh, which is what still a lot of people still call them, but that's not correct. We knew two weeks after we landed that they weren't Indians, and it wasn't India, and they'd never heard of it. And, and it's a really unfortunate 
and stupid thing to continue. So what the Canadians, the way the Canadians figure uh, on referring to this group of people who were living here before Europeans moved into the North American territory, um, and Africans and Asians and everybody else, um, is First Nations people because they had wonderful, complex, rich nations all over North America before Europeans got here. And even after they got here, it was, it was the push west that really uh, changed that situation. So this is very much a book written in a language and in a, in a way of looking at things uh, that's very much of its time. Uh, this book adaptation of it is of its time. This was written in 1979. So even this, even this adaptation is uh, from a different time when people use different language, you know, because they didn't, they didn't know better and they didn't think they needed to basically. And, you know, in 50 years or 30 years even, we'll look back at how we're speaking now and probably have a problem with it. And that's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. But it, it does deserve some acknowledgement. Uh, because, you know, once you once you get past a few, you know, the odd, uh, the odd word or term, the information in this book is amazing. And it is an amazing story. And he really does love these people. He just doesn't use the words we like to hear today. He uses the words that he thought were okay back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand all that? Yeah, that'll come up a lot in your life. How language changes over time. What was once okay is not later and so on and so forth. And it's... Uh, of marginal value. Intention is way more important than vocabulary. But anyways, next episode we will begin with chapter one of the Oregon Trail by Francis Parkman. An amazing journey through the pre-gold rush western United States. Or western central North America, if you prefer. <laughs> Good night. What'd you say, Oregon? Yeah. Good night.